Justin. Back in it. Yes. Yes. We have been away for a while. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, it has been a rough three weeks. In and out of hospitals with my significant other, but we are on the mend, as in she is, and we are ready to rock. Yes, We're sir. going to talk a little bit about Bray Wyatt. We're going to take that into a discussion about comebacks. We're going to take that into a d- discussion about what's going on currently on both AEW and WWE television. I do think that quickly before we go into the break, Triple A had a show last night and Vikingo went over, as did formerly Frankie Monet. Taya Valkyrie went over, and they are, are still champs there. AAA always gets the internet going because they do wild stuff over there, and it was it was that. All forms, it's like soccer. All forms are interesting. Yes. Everybody has their own style. And you get a little bit of it in AEW. You get a little bit of it in WWE. You get a little bit of it in ROH. But the you know the full Monty, as they say, yeah. is, is a AAA show where they give you every bit of what luchador wrestling can be and it is a spectacle okay we'll talk about all that stuff on the other side welcome to go home heat a wrestling podcast here at go home heat our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form an art form dating back to zeus featuring lincoln and a bear and peeking with robocop and sting in the words of xavier woods the last form of theater in the round and now, go home heat. Justin woke up this morning, did hot naked yoga. It was pretty crazy. That's disturbing. It should be. And my neighbors, I live by a church. They they hated it. It was it was weird. I thought it was weird. They kept staring. I was like, hey, it's my porch. Yeah. You know. That's why I'm gonna give that put that on them. <laughs> Correct. Thank you. Checked out my wrestling news on the Daily Smart, as you know, we you can find us there and listen to us on the in the podcast section there. Mercedes Vernado put out a picture of her versus Kyrie Sane, like the little pre-fight pictures they give you. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Sane took a picture of that and put it, and if I have this backwards, I apologize. Put it on her feed. It is exciting to think of one. Formerly known Sasha Banks, maybe futurely known Sasha Banks, wrestling as Mercedes in stardom. That's a that's crazy, and she could really elevate herself to in a certain way by doing something like that. I think. Do you remember what it did for Jericho when he finally it, went over there and wrestled? It really the pain, the whole pain. Look, Jericho was a made man many, many years ago. But that was one of the things that had to happen to create the wrestling buzz outside of WWE. One of the dominoes that wound up having to fall that gave us eventually AEW. There was the Cody stuff. Mm -hmm. There was other stuff. But this kind of needed to happen because it put a lot of eyes on people that were searching for something other than WWE production. Yes. And they found, oh my goodness, New Japan Wrestling's really cool. Yeah. And these tournaments they do are really neat. Now, saying that, I don't see 
I don't know about what you think. I don't see Mercedes wanting to stay there. No, 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 no. Because I, unless it were to be a Marvin Hagler style deal, um, when Hagler quit boxing, he did some action movies in Italian, I think. <laughs> yes. Make some quick money. I could see that. I could see if, they, if she had some, some form of a movie deal where she could do a couple of films over there, that would probably, A, do really well over there, and B, it would do, you know, she has a crazy fan base following, and if it was interesting, I mean, you know, like half the movies you watch on Netflix nowadays – uh, half the stuff I watch on Netflix nowadays is not American production. Oh no, dude! There's a way bigger audience for something like that now. I mean, now that I think about it, it that could be completely quick, revolutionary. Quick, quick aside, there. There's a, a Bollywood movie that just came on Netflix called R R R. I'm not even joking. It's fantastic. Yes, if you're a wrestling fan, I think you will like this movie. Right. Right. Because it, I hit in the face with a leopard. It is. Just gonna leave that. <laughs> it is fantastic. It's it's insane. There's no, it's ridiculous, and it is wonderful. Speaking of it, all those things, yes. One Bray Wyatt came back to the WWE today, or this week, or the pay-per-view ending. We knew he was coming. I thought they handled it perfectly. The white rabbit stuff, the codes, the guys with uh, costumes in the crowd, holding up signs. I thought they handled it perfectly. It is the, it was the first time a comeback has been handled in this manner. I think it is a great answer to the problem with comebacks in the modern era in which we know a month before they come back that they're coming back. Yes. Because everything is news and, you know. Well, if, Vince, if, Vince got into this thing in the last 10 years where, man, he couldn't have a surprise. He had to tell you about it 80 times or, or foreshadow it so poorly that there was no way it was anything else, you know. Right, and to some degree, this was that, right? But, but it what wasn't because it appealed to fandom differently. I think the way they did this was more for the people who want to sit there and watch and then go, "Oh, let me go to run down this literal rabbit hole of what's that mean? What's that mean?" It's in it engages people more than just sitting there as a couch potato watching the pro the product. It gets you engaged with the product. There's, and that's different. And I think that that's the well said. Well said. And, and also, Bray Wyatt it, is not a singular character. No, we don't know. Just because Bray Wyatt's coming back doesn't mean we could be getting the uh, Eater of Worlds. We could be getting the Deleter of Worlds. We could be yep. getting. The cult leader out of the swamps. We could be getting the fiend. We could be getting some form of Husky Harris for a minute or two. We could be getting actual Bray Wyatt and who he is. And we could be getting the fiend. And we don't know. Or we could get a new character. And so yeah. just telling us Bray is on his way doesn't ruin the surprise. And like you said, the people that wanted to be in on the joke were allowed to be in on the joke. 
and I think Hunter played it perfectly. Now there is a weird, to me, weird. I don't know about you, subset of people that are frustrated and poo-pooing this whole comeback. And I, I, I looked up Bray Wyatt last night real quickly, Wikipedia, and then I looked him up other places, and he has. And they were like, he, you know, Bray Wyatt's mid. He's a mid. He's a mid wrestler. He's okay on the stick. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, man, that's weird, <laughs> right? And then I looked, and I see that he won Worst Feud with Randy Orton in 2017, Worst Feud with Seth, this is by, you know, Meltzer Mag, uh, Worst Feud with Seth, 2019, Worst Feud with Braun, 2020, and Worst Feud with Randy. So from 2017 to 2021, he had Worst Feud in four of five years and Worst Match in three of five years. And I think that is just silly. One, that's not true. One, it's not true. Go ahead. Even if it was true, that tells you more about how poorly WWE books stuff than it does about who Bray Wyatt is, wrestler character and or promotional person. Right. Because if you watch Friday night, and you watched him walk down to the crowd with none of the flash, none of the, he, you know, just a little bit of the intro. And then he gets out there and just talks to people as people eating out of the palm of his hand in like 30 seconds with none of the. And you don't think you can't make money with that dude. If you, if you position him correctly and let him do his thing, that's yeah. That goes to show you, you can't, you can ruin anything if you, if you're skilled enough. Well, that's the thing, right? First, I listened to his former tag team partner, Matt Hardy, say that Vince treated Wyndham, which his real name is Wyndham Rotundo. Vince mm-hmm. treated, and he was trained by Barry Wyndham, which tells you everything when people say that guy can't wrestle. Come on, man. Ain't nobody ever been around Barry Wyndham can't wrestle. <laughs> that, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a, Barry, Barry Windham is on the short list of great wrestlers over 6'3". Yes. One of the better, one of the best. Flair said he was our best horseman, which was crazy because Flair, Flair had Arn with him the whole trip. I'm sure Arn hates his guts for that. But anyway. <laughs> Arn does. Yeah. But anyway, point, going back to the point of this, Vince had a strange relationship with Wyndham. Part of that probably goes back to the fact that he had a long relationship with Wyndham's father, Mike Rotunda. And they said that many times Vince treated him like a son. He would scold him when things went wrong. He would overly reward him when things went right. It was, they said people would notice how odd it was because Wyndham is it was in a position that maybe not even a Shane or or Steph were in. And part of that is think about it if you're Vince. Now the A there's a long relationship, but if you're Vince, you are giving your company's uh money over to this genius mind in a way that you don't do for other people. And so when things go south, you've lost you've spent a lot of money on something that didn't work. 
when things go right, you're uber rewarded for it. You know what I mean? And I can I can see where they would have that push pull weirdness relationship, right? But to your point, the characters Bray brought to the table, especially the fiend, were hard to book. It's hard to book a impenetrable foe who feeds oh, off anger and go ahead. But the reason why did we have to have the fiend though? Why did we have to have the fiend? Well, he went on hiatus due to frustration on the way the other characters were booked. <laughs> Which is also how Sasha wound up in Japan, by the way. Well, character, when the only reason you had to have the fiend was you couldn't book cult leader Bray Wyatt or any of these other great characters who everybody loved, everybody was over for. But Vince McMahon didn't see it like he's done with a hundred other characters. And booked in weird ridiculous how many feuds did they lose they won one feud as the Wyatt family the Wyatt family won one feud the only feud over the shield the only feud over the shield that was won right. they won and then lost everything since and t- to think about that like what what was the thought process there why the shield is going to go down as your greatest faction that didn't last a long time which is a weird caveat but they will because of the fact that you had basically, as Mox eloquently put it, three Beyonce's, you break them up and they start winning titles immediately. Mm-hmm. But if you put your faction over that group of guys and it's not breaking them up, it doesn't break up the shield, nope. then why would you do that if – the Wyatt family isn't destined for greater things. Mm-hmm. Because when you put him with Daniel Bryan, you thought you were going to do something neat, and it was okay for a while, but the bottom line is Daniel Bryan can't be a Wyatt family member. When you put him with Randy Orton, they should have never had him recruit two of the top guys they need as single stars into the faction. No, that was dumb. That was dumb. Right. And so anyway, but that that's the point, though, is Wyndham is being judged not based on the characters he created or even his ring. Because to say his ring work was bad, his characters reduce the amount of things he can do in the ring greatly, even the even the Bray Wyatt character. But I went back and watched the first Cena Mania match. And it was fantastic, Justin. The story he told. Go ahead. That's what he does. He tells stories. And, you know, sometimes, like you said, I, he limits himself to his character's moves. Right. You know. But The Undertaker got credit for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this match was fantastic. It's intriguing. It, it's thought-provoking. Cena's having to go. He's being driven to a place where, um, where he is almost mad in order to you know, show the world the monster within him, and that is what Bray is trying to do. And then, of course, the the second I would I would put up that and the second Cena match where we tell that story again with the Fiend, that's mm-hmm. some of the great television you got. Yep, that was totally unique. I'd never seen anything like it on a wrestling show. It was spectacular. It was spectacular. But anyway. 
No, I'm glad. He, I'm glad he's back. Now we don't know where it goes. I, you pointed out he to me uh, yesterday. We were talking that you know he comes out and he gives you basically the hey guys, this is Bray Wyatt and I love you and this is why I'm back and and you're what keeps me not only invested in wrestling but alive when I am in bad places when I have trouble figuring out what's the right direction. Your fandom, your belief in me helps me believe in myself. And then, boom, things get weird. Exactly. It was, that was about as perfect as you can do that yeah. right there. We you get, gave everybody what they wanted there. Mm-hmm. You get the weird mask. We're going to get weird. It's absolutely perfect. I'm but excited. It'll pay off to that moment. You get that, the feel. And that's something that when we segue talking about comebacks, that's the payoff of a good comeback right there is that emotion you feel when that person that you thought was gone is back, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And Hunter did a great job of the whole thing along with the end of the pay-per-view giving us that when you were a little kid, you'll remember this. Other people won't get it. The Batman TV series. Yes. Every episode was a two-parter. Everyone and always ended with a first episode always ended with a cliffhanger. Correct. And they gave you a cliffhanger after the first one. You knew it was brave, but you didn't know what it meant. And then they did it again this week. Evan, same bat time, same bat channel. Perfect. Yes. And they did it again two weeks in a row. Absolutely perfect. Now let's dive into comebacks in general. I do believe that comebacks have to be kind of brought. At first, I was going to just try to do what's the greatest comeback. But then I thought, man, that's not really fair because A, comeback from injury is completely different from we didn't think he was coming back at all. Yes. And B, the moment, which is what WWE invests in. The moment they give you moments is different from resume post comeback. Yes. Like if this was a real sport, it would be the greatest comeback is the guy who came back and won the championship. Mm-hmm. You know, Jordan three in a row after quitting for two years. Yeah. Which is pretty comparable because a lot of these guys do wind up quitting in their prime, you know, and then they come back. But of course, it's different in that they'll have concussion protocol. They have to relearn or whatever, what back surgeries or whatever. Whereas, you know, Jordan went and played baseball for a couple of years. The one wait. <laughs> the, um, I actually have a friend that, uh, was on the Birmingham Barons with him. The Barons. Yeah. They got a new bus like week one. He got on that thing. and was like, no, we're getting a new bus fellows. Now, the <laughs> be- to, to, <laughs> yeah, to you, the best <laughs> retirement moment, Come back. What do you think it is? Uh, hmm, retirement moment. Like we thought they were gone. Right. Ever to be seen again. Correct. And, oh, it's recent. So it's it. I don't know if it's it's the best because it's it's the but it totally caught me off guard. So that one, like I had no edge. Showing up. Agreed. 
that I just can't because it was so surprising. And then he did such a great job with it. You know, he really showed off the fact that, hey, I went and did acting for yeah. 10 years. Wasn't big acting, but it was more than any other body, anybody else here has done. Well, also, <laughs> a lot of times your comeback moment doesn't entail you walking to a ring. Yes. Because this happened at the Rumble, not only did we get, oh, my God, he's back, we also got, you still got it. Yeah, oh, my God, he's back, and he's still Edge. Right, right. Whereas most of the time, like, I, I would compare – Come back. I didn't think Punk was ever coming back for a long time. And so when Punk comes back and you hear the music, you're over the moon about it, right? But we didn't get a match right after that. No. You know, but it, I, I, I still think Punk's comeback, he, hey, things happened, things went weird. But that moment was crazy. It was, dude, it was. It was crazy. Now, I do but, think. Now, but the only reason I give it to Edge right there is Edge didn't leave because he hated the business and was just tired of it. Edge right. left that was broken and he was no and he was going to be a cripple if he ever got in the ring again. Wrestling's a love story. Yes. Yeah. That right. that the uh, and that's not taking anything away from punks. It's right. just for me that story is more of a uh a, a heart puller than Right. Although you could say punk didn't hate wrestling, he hated Vince, but yeah. Yes. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Now the best injury well, comeback, what do you got? Huh? Uh, that's what we thought. But. Right. Now, what do you think the best injury comeback was? Injury comeback? Oh, that's Triple H, man. At the garden. I agree. I agree. Oh, it's the blueprint. That, I, that's another one of those moments, man, where I rem- I was we were, I was sitting there watching that one. Mm-hmm. It was dude. I was marking out at the house. Right. That's the best, right? When you're sitting there by yourself watching wrestling and you jump up all out of your seat and you're like, what? Oh, my God. We've all done it. Now, Taker comebacks, I think, are in their own thing. You brought it up yeah. to me. Uh, Dude, I have loved Taker comebacks. Taker comebacks are like, you know, of course, there's all these other ones that are great. But then there's always going to be because he did it so many times. Mm-hmm. Did it, it was almost always freaking cool mm-hmm. to me. My favorite of all time being the uh, the Randy Orton one after Randy had set the coffin on fire. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the music hits, and he's up on the shoulders. Didn't he win the Survivor Series? Wasn't that it? It was the Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And the coffin's up there on the top of the – and this is back when WWE was heavily invested in stupidly dangerous special effects. <laughs> Inside arenas, go back and watch some of this stuff if you've never seen it before, because you'll be like, "There's no way that that safety code is being followed." Because <laughs> that was lightning bolt. Because they obviously probably ran a piece of copper wire and were like su- ran a super high energy charge through it to make a lightning bolt come down and hit that coffin, which was covered with uh, gasoline gel, I believe. <laughs> immediately set fire. But the Undertaker kicked out of it, and you got the coolest moment ever, dude. And Randy, dude, the look on Randy Orton's face is one of the most iconic things in wrestling. WWE had a really weird thing, right, where they had to come up with new and neat ways to bring Taker back every Mania. And they managed to do it. 
A bunch of times, dude. A bunch yeah. of times. Lots yeah. of critical numbers. Yeah. Now, speaking of Undertaker and comeback moments, now the best to me post-comeback run, to me it's a two-man argument. And, and I don't know if you agree. Daniel Bryan and HBK. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, I, think, I think the similarity there is that they were both on the short list of greatest wrestlers when they were forced to retire. Yes. And they both built on their resume significantly post-retirement. Yes. They did not come back and just show, yeah, you've still got it. You can halfway wrestle a match. No. I can come back and I can make new Hall of Fame moments. That If you took my career away from before and just ran my career after this, I'd still be in the Hall of Fame. I honestly think... Sean's is the one, and it's not Daniel's fault. He's 1A. But to me, Sean goes down in history as a top 10 guy if he never comes back. Yes. He was, when he, when he quit, he was the top in ring performer, but you know, there's other things to it than in ring. Mm hmm. What made this, his second half of his career was better than the first half. And what made it better was when he was going to the top, he had to win. And you knew he had to win. Therefore, his matches kind of had a result that you already knew when they started. Unless it was Brett. Unless it was Stone Cold. <laughs> and when it was Stone Cold, you knew Stone Cold was going over. So, again, <laughs> you, you knew the result. When he got to the second half of his career, he wasn't quite as fast as he was before, but he told stories better, and the end result didn't involve belts as much. And so he no. could just give you the best match possible regardless of the win. And one thing, too, once he figured out he could super kick and fall on you and win a match like that, it really got – there were some really good moments out of that. Because that turned into it, him super kicking and falling on guys and then they kick out, or him super kicking and falling on guys and everybody's shoulders on the mat. Or you know what I mean? It, it just he he got every little subtlety that you needed. Yeah. The whole him ver I'm sorry. Yes. Flair, dude, that was Shakespeare, man. I don't care what anybody says. Well, that's the thing, is he went on a run of you know, he had Cena both at the 30-minute match on, um, or maybe longer, on Raw and the, the fantastic match at Mania. He had two taker matches that were as good as anything. The, fla the, the Flair match was, you know, nobody else could have gotten for Flair what Sean did right there. No, nobody. Nobody. It's not even, you know, you had to grow up as a Ric Flair mark. To do that, you had to be the kind of person who saw wrestling as Shakespeare to do that. And then you still had to be physically capable of pulling off a match with a guy that really shouldn't be able to do what he did that night. No, no. You know, you have to be able to look at him and go, oh, he's huffing and puffing right now. I got to I got to I got to walk into a right right here and fall around for a little bit so he can get his breath back. I, and I, let me just say one thing too, and this is just like in in, in the parentheses here of, of this theory. Lord, do I dislike Ric Flair for, for ruining the best ending to a career ever? Oh. 
Oh, it, it hurts. It hurts, man. Like, I don't blame Sean for taking – because because I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, he said it was, you know, they just gave me too much money I couldn't resist. It wasn't that. No. Hunter was pressuring him, and Hunter's his guy. Vince has always been there for him, and that's why he did the Saudi thing. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and I don't believe for one second that was about money. Although I'm sure, you know, eight to ten mil probably helped him out, or one full mil probably helped mm-hmm. him out. He probably enjoyed it. But let's let's move on though. What did you what what happened this week in the world of pro wrestling or post the pay-per-view or AEW that really caught your eye? I'm telling you, right now, the best work in WWE in pro wrestling is the alter ego. Of the great late luchador El Generico, Samuel Zane. He is just magic. He is more, I said it yesterday when we were talking, and I mean it, he is more over than the bloodline. Right now, Sami Zayn is the most over thing in that company. He is more over than Roman Reigns. Mm hmm. I, I'm sorry. Right. But he's he's doing it by standing on Roman's shoulder. He is. Right. He That's is. the platform. Right. And we, we talked about it. You know, Roman said in an interview, the one guy we're underutilizing is Sammy. He's special and he's funny. And even when he doesn't mean to be funny, he's funny. And even when he's irritating, he's funny. And he's a fantastic worker, and he's very smart, and I don't know why we're not using him. So I'm assuming he went backstage at some point and said, hey, this is what we need to do. And it has worked. We talked about it you know, the other day Roman when he was telling Jay Uso what love is and how, how people love. And you know, the fact is we're all cool when he's so not cool. But we're all cool. And then he puts his hand over where, where Jimmy is and says, people love Jimmy. Nobody ever cheers for Jimmy. Boom, that place is going crazy for Jimmy, like he's like he's Stone Cold or Becky Lynch, you know? And then what about a, a Sequoia? Boom, you know, Solo, boom. The crowd's going crazy, like just nuts. And, and Roman is leaning against Noah. the ropes, doing nothing, just watching his, you know, work come to fruition here and Sammy runs on and then he has great matches every time they put him in the ring no matter who he's with whether it's Riddle or whether it's Kofi Kofi. Kingston and he killed it yeah he did you know and so Kofi kills it every time he wrestles too and but it was great and that's the point and they're getting okay that now we're setting up the Usos versus the New Day when it comes down to whether or not the Usos are the longest reigning tag team in history. We had to get there eventually. They're both in the same company. The the bat the battle will be for history. And we're telling that tale through Sammy. Yes. We're telling the tale. I here's another thing with what's going on with Jay. We could there's so many things that could happen, right? Jay could be the reason that the bloodline breaks up. Totally. Jay could be the reason Roman loses. Jay could take the title from Roman. You know, there's there's so many things that could happen out of this. You know, Jay could drive Sammy away, and Sammy could go into the loving arms of Kevin Owens, and we could get a run. Right now, 
if you gave me Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as a tag team, it would shoot so much adrenaline into that tag team division. Oh my god, yeah. Right? Or you could have them just being side by side and going on runs and winning win or losing intercontinental universal titles, you know, but it would the entertainment level of those two running around would be so good. I still hold my dream. I still hold my dream close to my heart that someday I will get Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens in a faction together. Oh, that's the greatest faction ever. <laughs> it may not ever happen. Speaking of Seth, though, um, his thing with the U.S. title, did you like the fact that he won the U.S. title? I did. I did. Did you like last night? I thought it was a good way to get the belt off of him. Right. It was it was a convenient way of taking the fact that I'm sure Saudi wanted some something big, and so they said, you know what, we'll give them Brock versus Lashley. Both of them get huge paydays. Probably Brock goes over, which would set up another match between the two of them when they get back mm-hmm. to the states. Rubber match there. It's a good program to have. They are fantastic. Lashley legitimized the U.S. title as Hunter gave him the platform to do it. It'll be interesting to see what Seth does with it now because if Seth treats it properly, he can really build stars in the same way that Becky kind of helped the division when she had the belt. She kind of helped the division to where Liv Morgan would get a shot at a title. Uh You know, in that kind of thing. Seth can do that. He's been doing that without a belt. Yeah. So he can do that here with it. And I I do think it's time for him to win some. He's been – I think, too, though, he didn't leave and go away and come back, but he has gotten to the same place Sean was when Sean was on that run, where regardless of how you book me as far as whether I win and lose, what I'm going to do is go out here and tell – as good a story as I can tell. Exactly. And it's, I, go ahead. I, I think, you know, in here we go back to the, the worst match, you know, 2019, I think, I think he worked, he's worked so hard since he got pigeonholed, good guide, and everybody turned on him for it because he was so generic. I think he has thrown himself so hard into character work and storytelling since then. It's the best thing that ever could have happened to him. It is. I heard him say the other day in an interview that was not the way they they wanted to, the match to go. They both of course was it. They both came up with an idea of what they should do and how the program should go, and uh, WWE or Vince shot it down, and then they came up with another one and he shot it down, and so they wound up having to do that. And that reminds me of when they went to when they get on Kevin Nash about the finger poke of doom, and he says, "Look, man, I was handed a bunch of stuff that didn't make sense and told make it make sense." You know what I mean? It, it, it just you can blame Kevin Nash all you want to, but somebody no Kevin Nash did not run that company. Hogan did. Hogan did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hogan. That that's the thing, right? I remember Sean said one time that people talk about what a jerk I was on his first run. He said, "But look, Vince comes in my office and he tells me what we're going to do." And I would say to him, "Can we negotiate about this?" And 
then he would say something or another, and I said, he would say, look, if I argue with you, am I going to get fired? And if Vince didn't say he was going to get fired, he would argue till he won or until Vince turned around and took Sean's idea back to whomever. Mm-hmm. And he said, if at that point you gave in, that's not on me. No, that's just good negotiation. <laughs> right? But Hogan, on the other hand, would do the same initiate. But then when they came back and said, well, he says this, Hogan would be like, nope. <laughs> no. Well, in Sean's, in Sean's defense again, though, these are independent contractors mm-hmm. who were hired to – he's not working for the company. He's working under a contract. He has no obligation to sit here and put anybody else over. Fair enough. I, I will say this to what you're saying. Um, he is an independent contractor, and he is fighting for a character, and that is partially why we love these guys so much when they make that comeback. It's why we get the video of the fan crying because Paige, when she comes back as Soraya, she reached a spot on fem- uh, young female fans that other wrestlers hadn't reached before. I can be myself and be possible. Bray Wyatt, the monster protecting the child. It touches people in a way because that came out of Bray's mind, not out of uh, Del Toro's mind as he is creating a movie. So when I see that actor in the Del Toro movie, I don't think, oh, wow, he's back. I remember him as the fish guy that made out with the girl. That's not how it works because I remember Bray as Bray, and I like Bray. A punk uh-huh. touched the voice of the voiceless in a way that hadn't happened before. HBK had given us moments we hadn't had. We saw Edge cry when he had to walk away. It touches you in a way that other forms of entertainment don't. No, it's a different medium. But at the end of the day, if you want the paycheck, you do what the boss said. Can I tell you something I read today on 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 Daily Smart? Do it. Jake Roberts believes this is a direct headline from Wrestling Inc. Jake Roberts believes Bret Hart got what he deserved with the infamous WWE angle, and basically what he said in a paraphrasing inside of it was, "Look, bro, the reason you had the belt is because some schmuck." Let you go over. That's the reason. The belt is a gift given to you by an owner of a company. It ain't about who's the best wrestler, bro. Oh, no, it's nothing. <laughs> if it was, I'll tell you right now, Brock Lesnar would still have that belt. Unless Bobby Lashley, that would be the only two dudes. Yeah, right. Over that belt. And guys like Seth and Sean wouldn't even be in the business. Hell no. You know, as, as much as I love them, they're not, that's not what they are. Okay. You remember the the guy that got fired or got let go Smith from raw? Oh yeah. He said the other day, he said, Hey, you know, Roman Reigns isn't a real fighter. You know, wrestling's more CM Punk than it is Brock Lesnar. WWE's more CM Punk than it is Brock Lesnar. You know, those guys can't fight. And I'm thinking, well, a, of course, right. Uh, <laughs> ne- neither can Stephen Amell on arrow. real. <laughs> Correct. But right. But B, yeah, sure. Roman probably could not 
do well in – not probably – would not do well in MMA in any of the divisions. But walking around the street, the vast majority of people in the world don't want to mess with Roman Reigns. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Right. Don't want none of that. What do you think about Bailey? Uh, mm, I love Bailey. Mm-hmm. I love Dan Roll. I think this is one of the few places that I've seen them fumble mm-hmm. the with with booking because the way they booked that Bianca Belair ladder match was not good. That was not good. It was a great They're, match. It was a great match. Mm-hmm. Poorly booked because right. that was some Drew McIntyre level. I'm going to beat all three of you, bro. You know what I yelled, and I didn't hate the booking like you did, but I yelled because you know I've been saying they they got to book Bianca like she's Cena, both charisma wise and strength wise, and I I yelled at at Ray when the two when they when the, those two girls were near the turnbuckle I said oh Lord she's going Cena right here because you remember Cena would put two people on his shoulders. <laughs> And sure enough, man, they went straight into it. But I get what you're saying. She took out the whole faction. I'm like an adjective, like going super saiyan. It means the same thing. (laughs) Like looking out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I I get what you're saying. I wonder if Bailey right now isn't in the same place or in, in their minds, isn't in the same place that Seth was for a little while there. Yeah. Right. And. It's weird to me, too, because I don't want them to take the belts off of Dakota and EO, and I don't want them to break this faction up because I think it's great for all of them. But I would be interested to know how far away is Becky. Yeah. Because if Becky's not that far away, having her come back and start off with this version of Bailey as, as Becky's going to be a face really makes sense to me. Nothing that would make sense to me is getting Becky away from Bianca. Yes. So that she can go back to the top of the ladder. I don't know if that would mean, I would guess that would mean moving Bianca to SmackDown. Because I, I don't think you would want to put Seth on Roman's show. Yeah. It's, it's weird to have to think all those things through, right? Uh-huh. Because what makes the most sense is Becky goes to SmackDown, fills that void they have. Because they have a little bit. I like what Liv is doing. It's a shame that it didn't really work work with her as a champ. I don't hate Ronda being the champ, but I don't think I'll be entertained by her for an extended period. I would be entertained if Ronda hooked up with Sonya Deville and Shayna Baszler and just started murking people. Correct. Don't, don't try to be nice. Ron Rousey is a natural villain, and I like her. I'm one of the weirdos who actually liked her when she was a fighter. I liked her when she, you know, it doesn't bother me that she's just a jerk to people because <laughs> she's got a lot of her own, like, yeah. that, that girl's been through a lot. Go read her life story a little bit. I yeah. mean, yeah. she doesn't suffer people lightly. And But uh, if they just let her... And let Baszler like be the mouthpiece of that group. That would be. Dude, come on, you actually—I didn't ever think of that, but you know, Sonya Deville as Paul Heyman. 
is so good because she can actually wrestle as well, but she can be their mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. And that is that's roughshod. Yeah, dude. And it would ease. Ronda is so. Look, I don't think it's easy to do the promos in the middle of a ring. We talked about that at your wedding. Yeah, Being in front of people and talking is such a strange thing. And, you know, and I think and it was so odd that we actually had a Ronda Rousey type conversation at your wedding. But that's who we are. And, yes, 10,000 people, 20,000 people, I've got a microphone and I'm supposed to talk to you is strange. And then when I have bullet points I'm supposed to remember is stranger. And then when I'm not allowed to cuss or I'm not allowed to do this, or not, it's hard. Giving Sonia, who's very good at that, the stick and allowing Rhonda to pot shot statements and then just yeah. beat people up. And Baszler, who's not too bad at it, she could, you know, we've seen her do comedy style stuff as well as as as, as ass kicking stuff. So Jada she is one of the most under, you talk about underutilized male talent, Sami Zayn. I would say that that Sonya Deville might be almost that underutilized as a talent. Shayna too. Yes. So, it, but think about how entertaining Shayna and Nia were. Oh my God. And think about how much easier it is to like Sonya. Yeah. That is a team. They can be the entertainment part. It, it, it would be like if uh, Lesnar had a tag team with him. Yeah. You know, which is what you're trying to do anyways, book. Ronda like Lesnar, right? Because that's kind of yes. what she is the equivalent of. Although, it's some... the same personality as Brock Lesnar, too, in a lot of ways, which right. is what people don't get. Brock's the same way. Right. right. Brock is not like other humans, as a general rule. Correct. He likes... But his it's dislike... like Paul Heyman. Right. His dislike for humans, though, in his case, allows him to just not talk about stuff. <laughs> which saves him to some degree with people, right? Because uh, if you if you don't tell people who you are, they don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now he's just this uh, enigma of a killing machine that, like, wrestles bulls during the week and then comes and throws people around on the weekends. Now, I didn't like the booking decision with Karrion Cross, and after I saw him get run- hit by a car, as I noticed that Drew McIntyre is now at the level where he not only gets to swing swords at people's heads, he can run, he can have car wrecks in public, and nothing happens to him. They barely. Well, I even... love attack the man after hitting him with a car, and I'm supposed to again believe this guy's the good guy. <laughs> you think? Come on, with- man. Come on. But my point with that too is. I got carrying cross, and it felt like up until they rang the bell, even when they went into the crowd and started fighting at Extreme Rules, it felt like carrying cross was the guy that's going to dethrone Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And then he relies on Scarlet spraying spray. that dude with pepper spray, and then a kick. That was the so bad. It it defeated all of what you've done to make me believe carrying cross is a tough guy. Yeah, he has a. Leather, he could have utilized that to choke Drew out. There was nothing else needed. He's a submission guy anyway. That dude, again, and again, that's one of those ones, again, where it's funny because in real life, if you let those two go at it and they're attached to the strap, the one walking away is carrying cross. 
every time. Right. Because that's a fighter, too. You know, he hasn't fought a lot of, like, pro fights, but that dude's legit trained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. But, they, and, but why not yeah, do that? Why does Drew have to be booked like this every time? I'd like to like Drew. I would, too. That's my point. I agree with you completely. I want to like him, but, man, they just seen him worse. It, it's, it's just stupid. It's it right. bugged. Okay, sliding over to AEW, the MJF stuff has been perfect. The 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 comeback with the sympathy for the devil, the every promo he's working every promo both at the arena and online perfectly. <laughs> you know what do you think about Roman Reigns? He's a stud. What do you think about Sami Zayn? He's the most entertaining thing on television. Everything about him being an outsider inside AEW, he is pulling the trigger on and is working perfectly. I loved the Hangman Page stuff until he punched himself in the head, but I'll digress. I love Moxley. We should have Moxley should have been the champ before Punk got hurt. Yep. Moxley should have been the champ before everybody was sent home. Yes. Moxley being the champ is where we needed to be anyway. He is AEW. He that is who he is. He is the poster child of what this company needs to represent more so than anyone else, even the EVPs. And we can feel that when he tells us that Hangman Page is the future of this company not named MJF. Him being face-to-face with Mox and us not knowing whether the future is now, but maybe it is. And knowing that MJF has got that chip, and no matter who wins this next match, their reign is going to be short, and there will be an extended MJF reign because Tony needs to convince MJF to stay. Yes. And I, I will love call, it. call something I saw last week over in AEW that annoyed the mess out of me. Go. Freaking Daniel Garcia. You don't like I, I don't like that we just went through all this junk for nothing for them to just reset the whole faction. <laughs> it's back that to the future dumb. booking. It's back to the future booking. It's it's stupid. It's every bit of booking. And, and, and the common denominator in all this booking decisions seems to be Chris Jericho. Well, here's there. the thing. Here's the thing, right? We did it with Sammy. We tease Sammy leaving. We tease Sammy leaving. We tease Sammy leaving. Then he doesn't. And then he becomes the centerpiece of a rivalry that should have been over months ago. We teased Jamie Hader leaving. We teased Jamie Hader leaving. We teased Jamie Hader leaving. She doesn't leave. We, oh. we, we teased Garcia leaving. We teased Garcia leaving. He even sort of pseudo leaves for a second, and then he comes back, and we're right back where we started. And a rivalry that should have been over is now rekindled and anew, and we are going to drag this out because anything that Jericho is in has to be four months. Well, and, and like you just pointed out, it, it's it. God, I that is it's the same plot line. It's just repeat, repeat, repeat. It's just, and it's the same character in each faction. Yeah. It's the same per- person in the, you know, faction structure in each one. It's it's Not horrible. Even. It's horrible. The breakout star being teased to us to break out, and then, then basically, only thing I can think is, hey, we got nothing really for Garcia when he leaves. Dude, you got, 
man, Garcia should be like ROH champions. What Garcia should be instead of the other R. Well, and 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 to your point, the the JA has has all the belts in ROH right now. That's that's I guess that's interesting. Um, I, I can't stand it. And I think Jericho has done a good job of getting himself back in shape. I will say this. The That's Jer- wonderful. The Jericho Bandito match was really good. Although I yeah, do but- think I do think Bandito did the yeoman's work. <laughs> a lot. I don't here's another thing I don't like. Uh, Daniel Bryan should not be losing championship matches all the time. Nope. No. He's Thanks. the best you got. I mean, Mox is the best on the stick, and Mox is probably the guy who should be your champ champ. But putting a work a working the your your workhorse belt on Daniel Bryan is the move. Dude, people want to see that dude wrestle. Right. Do you, they do seem to be u- utilizing their women a little bit more? I, I, yeah. I love that um Willow wrestler. I think she's fine. I, I, fantastic. Yes, I like um, I like that Tony Storm's your champ right now. I like that you know I I I didn't know I missed Sheeta. I didn't know I missed her. I do Hikaru Sheeta. I I I do think it's interesting that Paige has come back. I I don't love the idea of her wrestling more, but I don't think that's good idea. But I do think that. They have, as she promised, focused on women's wrestling a little bit more, and I think that's a good thing. I love that Nyla Rose is back in the mix. She oh. stole Jay Cargill's belt. I love Jay Cargill. I want Jay Cargill to keep the title, but I love the idea of Nyla. Dude, they've had, I don't remember who all was surrounding Nyla. The other day, the you know, as she was talking about having the belt, it was, you know, Mox's wife, Vicky Guerrero. Correct, but the only one that really jumped at you off the screen was Nyla. Oh no, yeah, she's the she's centerpiece, buddy. And I think, man, they they would be well served to once she loses to Jade, have her get into something with Tony. Because I think she's the kind of heel that can bring out the best of your face. Oh, without a doubt. Because if you don't come at Nyla with vengeance, with venom, you will look stupid standing across the ring from her or holding the opposite mic. Yes. Because she is good at her job. And uh-huh. I, I, I didn't, dude, it's weird. I've come, I've come all the way around on her, man. I didn't. I thought she was a little um, early on. I thought she could be a little uh, scary in the ring, but I, I don't. I think part of some of the issues they had early on with everybody was they just hadn't worked together a whole lot. No. And the more they work together, the better it'll be. And the more time they get, the better it'll be. So that's dude. That's about it. You got anything else? No, I think that's pretty good. Man, I, I, I really enjoyed where we're at right now. I know there's a lot of controversy going on backstage with your. Uh, AEW constantly having Andrade taking pot shots at Sammy or <clears throat> whatever. Because I feel like, like, <laughs> get him to smack Sammy once a week, world would be a better place. Yeah, you want to start start a GoFundMe? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> For anybody that punches Sammy Guevara. No, no, only Andrade. Oh, okay, okay, all right. <laughs> 
concern this. I didn't mean to take that too far. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I, I, I just love what's going on in, on both in both companies right now. I think it's great. I love the idea of Wyndham coming back has really got me excited. I do wonder as Hunter keeps bringing people in, I'm almost like, hey man, you got to slow down. There's only so much, you know what I mean? Yep. There's only so much time, but hey, maybe he's got, he's got a network. Maybe he can figure something out. All right, brother. For me, for Justin, for our friends at the... Gin Project? <laughs> correct. It's been a while. G-I-N N Project.com. For our friends at Daily Smart, uh, Justin. Go, Hulk. Thank you so much, folks.